What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to You Get Out What You Put In Podcast. It's been a little bit. I want to say like two, three months, probably actually longer than that since I've been back, but this is going to be a good one. Got the energy drink. Got a ghost tropical mango for this one. One of the best ones. I just had the Warheads Green Apple that they just launched. That thing is awesome. I don't know how they do that. That's so good. But yeah, let's get into this one. This is going to be a little bit like ones I've done in the past. I'm gonna be going kind of over all of my mistakes I've made in the supplement game. Um, stuff I've done right as well, but mainly the things that I think you guys should stick away from and kind of how I came up in the industry, in the space, and how you can create your own supplement line too if you want to, because that's been a lot of the questions that I get. So, I mean, let's start from the beginning. So, way back when, I think, was around 16 when I had my first ever pre-workout. That was when I really started taking gym seriously. I had worked out for basketball. I was a big basketball guy. Um, got a couple college um, scholarships in line, but ended up not working out because I told my ACL. That's a huge thing. But anyways, 16 was when I really watched Jay Cutler um, in his Living Large documentary about bodybuilding.com on YouTube. Really got into this that stuff. It was after I tore my ACL. Um, so it kind of just pushed me into all the stuff outside of basketball, which is really cool. But Dino by RSP was the first one. 400 milligrams of caffeine, a couple of the ingredients, but it cracked me out and I loved it straight from there. And that just pushed me into finding every single possible pre-workout, fat burner. I even got into kind of the hardcore stuff as well, but that's really what it pushed me into. Um, 17, 18, 19 was really just going off of that passion in the bodybuilding. I wanted to be on the Mr. Olympia stage. Um, got my hands on every single star I possibly could, experimented with all of that, had aromatized inhibitors. Um, it's really bad, like letrozole. I took a lot of letrozole that drive me out like crazy, um, but just plummeted my estrogen, plummeted my testosterone, and I was really literally just living off of Rad 140, um, <clears throat> GW, which is carterine, which is not good because in some studies it's shown in rats that it causes cancer. A lot of stuff I was putting in my body, but it was really just me experimenting on myself. Thankfully, I had zero side effects of everything besides total loss of uh, basically my hormones. My LS or FSH and LH are still low. I had to go on TRT for a while, but anyways, getting into the supplement game. So from there, after experimenting with myself and everything, Corona hits, uh, and that's really where I dive into wanting to be in the industry somehow. And I cold emailed, cold called, did everything I possibly could to get in front of these manufacturers, these companies, all these people that were in the supplement game that I really wanted to be a part of. Um, I think only three got back to me and one was actually a really good choice. And that was NujaCap Labs got back to me beginning of Corona, said, yes, we'd love to bring you on for an internship. Um, but it ended up, they retracted because it was beginning of Corona. They said, we'd love to have you on, but with everything going on right now, um, we can't bring you in. There's so many protocols, blah, blah, blah. They said, reach back out in four months. We'll see what we can do. So from there, I took it as, okay, I'm probably not going to get anything as far as working for somebody. So quickest way to learn would be what? Starting my own business. So research how to start your own supplement brand. Found manufacturers. I actually ended up going with NutriCap again for my first order. They had 144 minimum order quantities. So that's 144 units you could order at the time. Now it's a lot higher as being, I think 288 or 500 units is their minimum order quantity. But back then, 2020, it was 144, which is awesome. It was easily doable. So I went with 144 units of protein and 144 units of pre-workout. These are not the original ones. I wish I had them, but they're at my warehouse. 
So these are some more updated versions. Yeah, so with that, it was around 288 to 300 um, units total between those two things. Uh, one flavor of each because that's all you can do in the beginning. So minimum order quantities go with usually, unless the manufacturer is super nice and they're a really good manufacturer, um, it's 144 per product per flavor. So between those 144, you can't have two or three flavors. It's just that one singular flavor. Um, so the pre-workout and the protein, I was living at my parents' house at the time being in the corona, I was uh, home from school. Grand Valley State University all sent us home to finish out everything or finish out college um, online. So did that. My parents were living up north at their cottage. I was living at my parents' house, running the business out of my basement or out of their basement with my younger brother. And that was it. Um, started vlogging on YouTube. Had a lot of fun with that. Did a lot of challenges. Started the TikTok game. Started educating people. Um, and that was crazy. But anyways, getting back to NutriCap. So... The way it kind of works is you start by emailing them. You start by getting in contact with them, seeing what they have, they can do and what they're capable of doing. That's what I suggest everybody to start with. Um, so that's what I did. They had 144 unit minimum. You go back and forth getting quotes. Uh, I had already formulated the product that I had in mind. It was a low stim, higher pump, a little bit of fat burning in there. Um, that's what I wanted. And I went back and forth to see the cost, how it could fit. I got a little gypped in the first one because I didn't know that much, but um, it was around 16 bucks for a pre-workout for 30 servings. That's roughly normal for a decently dosed pre-workout. It got a lot higher as I started dosing things higher and really getting into the clinical uh, studies and clinical dosaging of the product and really just going above those as well. It can definitely get really high up to about 30 bucks, uh, which is my most expensive product. But protein, on the other hand, I think it was around 22, 24 bucks for 144, which is also, once again, protein's expensive and it's still expensive. Um, that's what I started with. It was around seven grand, I think, in total for everything. And I got money from, I sold, I had built my dream truck um, in the beginning of Corona, put a couple mods in there, more just uh, aesthetic mods. Um, sold that to Carvana and then got a Mazda CX-3, which was about an eight grand difference. So I had about eight grand there that I could play with. A little bit in my savings, two grand, so let's say 10 grand there. Um, and then I made some good Tesla stock calls, which was kind of cool, but I made about five grand there. So I had about 15 grand to play with. Seven grand went to straight to the products. Um, a couple other grand went to kind of marketing, getting an LLC set up, which is super easy to do. Just go to Zen Business, do that. Um, another five or 600 bucks was to the logo designer that came up with the KJ Performance Nutrition. Don't know if you guys can see it above my head. That was a lot in the very beginning, spending a lot of money, but it was a risk to take. So when you first get into the stuff, so you get the quote, you get the units, you get the flavors um, that you want, you get samples. So you gotta put the 50% deposit down. Usually a lot of manufacturers do this. So it's 50% down and the 50% after it ships or before it ships out. So have the 50% down and then that's when you get started on the samples. So if you're not close enough to your manufacturer, they ship them out to you. You go back and forth and say, I, I would like a blue raspberry. They ship out a blue raspberry to you with usually one to five servings. Um, and you get started with that. So test it out. Is it exactly what you wanted dosing wise? Is the flavor there? Is it not? You go back and forth with your sales rep once again until the flavor gets exactly right. That usually takes probably a couple weeks if you're shipping it back and forth. Um, so we'll say three weeks timeline for just that. Then it gets into the actual manufacturing of the product. You can just pick between um, 
like glossy or matte finish on the bottle. Usually it's just white and black. If you are have a shat ton of money to spend, you could probably go in different colors, but you have to order them at like 100,000 units. But regardless, you can pick between glossy, matte finish, do all that type of stuff. You get into the labels as well. Labels are very hard and very hard to get compliant. So that's one thing that if you do start your own brand, you need a good label designer. If your manufacturer has them, I would suggest using what your manufacturer has because they're professionals. They've worked with a lot of other people on their supplements. Um, well, you can get the initial design of your label down by somebody else. The actual supplement facts panel, as you can see, needs to be precise and you need to have certain precautions for the FDA compliance on here as well. So that's one thing you definitely need to stick to, research that a lot, have a professional designer who specifically do, does it in supplements, get the 918. Um, so after that, yeah, you, you basically need to get everything done before everything gets ready to go, which is the sampling phase, getting everything ready to go, the label phase, getting all the um, exact things that you need for the bottle, the size, everything of that nature. Uh, and then that's when the lead time actually starts. So two, we'll say two to three weeks, and then usually it's around 12 weeks until your stuff gets manufactured. That doesn't really even matter on size. So you're looking around 15 weeks is how long I had to wait for my first one to come in. It was around seven grand, seven to 10 grand spent right there. It's a lot of money for me at, I think it was what, 21 or 22. That was a lot of money. Um, that was fun. Got that stuff back in and I, I made, I did make a couple mistakes and that's fine. And I spent a lot of money on things that probably didn't need to spend on. Um, a couple things while I was researching that I thought I needed as far as certifications or um, trademark things, which I wouldn't recommend until you get farther into it to trademark certain things. Nobody's gonna come after you, they're gonna kind of come after your manufacturer because you haven't reached the limit to where you are bigger than your manufacturer. Um, but insurance is needed as well as I would get at least in touch with a little bit of a lawyer, uh, which I had connections to, which is awesome. But after that, I got my stuff in 15 weeks later, still in the middle of Corona. And it was it was awesome. I, I had started the TikTok journey. I think I had 13K from what I remember, started with thirst traps, and then went into more educational side stuff. Super cringy, still want to work back, when I look back at it. But one of the ingredients, one of the products, um, just kind of told my story out there and people aligned with it and they really liked it. So I think I actually sold out of the pre-workout that I had that was called Dome Rush in 24 hours. Exactly, I was up to like, I think 11.30 or 12 something. I don't know, maybe it was like 1.30 because I released everything at 12. I don't know, but I was up for a while, um, sold out late at night, and then the protein, I think six six days later, we sold out of that. That was a little bit slower. But regardless, 300 units in less than a week was nuts to me for just starting out. And that was like 16K went directly back into my bank account after that. So that was very cool. And after that, I did get in touch with Nutricap, um, wait because that was about four months later. And they're like, yeah, dude, come out. We, we love to have you. I went out and interviewed. I flew down to Georgia, interviewed, and I ended up getting the internship. And actually a week later, I ended up getting a full-time position as a sales rep, which was awesome. That was a great experience, but it's a cool story. So flew down to Georgia. I don't remember exactly what time it was, but um, lived in Georgia with one of my good friends, Miles, who is now working for me full-time. Um, but I lived at his parents' house. So I lived in this, I want to say like eight by 10 room. That was literally just a bed and a desk and a computer, which was actually kind of cool. It was like a little dank ass dorm room. It was a lot of fun, but my schedule there was unbelievable. And I still don't know how I stuck to it for about four months. So I went down there, I placed my next order. I think it was for 500 units, um, of a single 
no, maybe it was a thousand. I think it was a thousand units of, um, or maybe it was, two, it was 244. That's what it was. It was 244 of two different flavors. So there are 500 units, two different flavors of a V1 pre that I pumped up. So I made it a little bit better. It went from, I think 16 to 19 bucks or 20 bucks or something like that. Um, but it was a fat tub. So these are the, I think this tub, the V1 Pre, is the one that I have in my hand is the taller one. So this, this was the addition right after the first ever V1. So it went Dome Rush, then V1. But V1 was nuts. It was 200 milligrams of caffeine, still like the low stem, very high pump, eight grams of L-citrulline, agrotene sulfate, um, L-norvaline, a bunch of good stuff. Still had the Pro GBB in there, so you heat up, get that sweat. Um, but yeah, 500 units, that was a lot of money. And so I'd flown, well, I drove down there, actually moved in and started my job as an actual sales rep. That was a lot of fun. My schedule was that I made for myself because I wanted this stuff to work out. I wanted this I wanted this job to work out, but not only a job, I wanted the actual business of V1 Nutra to work out. So every single morning I would wake up at 3 a.m. Right then and there, I'd wake up, have my breakfast, and while I was having my breakfast, I would sit down and edit like two to three TikToks and a YouTube video. That's what I would do, so I'd have them ready to go and be posted at around I think I'm posting times around 9 and 11 a.m. So I do that, wake up, 4.30, uh, um, I head off to the gym. Get to the gym around 5, work out from 5 to 7, get off, have my second meal of the day, and drive to work and be there around 9. I, it was like an hour drive, so it sucked every single day. Georgia traffic, if you live in Georgia, it sucks. Um, so did that, worked from around 9 to 5, had a couple breaks, had two more meals in me, and then right before I'd go home uh, at five, I'd sit in my car, I did another TikTok and post that one. So I'd be posting three TikToks in a YouTube video three times a week, um, three TikTok every single day to make sure I was up with that. And in that four month time, I jumped from, I think I had like 50,000 followers maybe when I went down there to like 250,000. It was nuts the amount of growth I had. I started those stupid day in the life ones that popped off. Um, had multiple six, seven million viewed videos like in a row, which was crazy. Um, but that was the schedule I had, and that was the most fun I'd ever had. I get home at nine o'clock, have one more meal, and then go immediately straight to bed. I didn't have any social like any social presence whatsoever. I was messaging my girlfriend at the time throughout the day, and then I couldn't even FaceTime at night because I was so tired. Um, it, it was crazy, but it was the most fun I've ever had. And I actually kind of wish I could go through that again. And that, that's the whole thing, though. Like as, as much success as, I had, as I've had now and as much as it's not as hard now because I have all of the things set in place that make my life easier, make the business run a lot better. That was the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. I, I, I wish I could go back there. It was just constant. I was constantly stressed, constantly had cortisol in my body, but it was awesome. Like I was, I, I just felt like that was it. That was what I was meant to do. Was, I had a purpose. I was, had that drive, I had that motiv motivation. That was unbelievable. That's the part, that, that's the, the journey's the fun part. Once you reach here, it's still fun, but the journey of getting a little bit of success is that, that's the fun part. So if you're just starting, you gotta love the journey, gotta love the walk before you can run. Um, but yeah, from there, we had about four months there. I actually, right before I quit was, I think my second or third drop. I wanna say my second drop. Um, no, it must've been my third drop, but it was March. And I was set to quit because the second launch did great. We sold out, I think in like five hours of 500 units. Uh, it was nuts and I just kept reinvesting, reinvesting. Everybody on there at the sales team was great. The higher ups, I didn't really like too much. Um, the company and business was a little sauce, a little sketch, but everybody was like, dude, you gotta take this full time. You gotta keep 
working on it and actually stopped getting distracted by work. Uh, even though I loved helping other brands start up, I definitely had something there. But it didn't really click to me until the third ever launch. Um, and I guess one of the mistakes that I made that this podcast should be about was uh, the higher ups noticed that I was having some type of traction. I was having some type of social media presence that was really, really kicking off. And they offered me a deal of 97%. They would own it and I'd own 3%. They'd have all the manufacturing power. We could run as many as we want, blah, blah, blah. But I'd get 3% of the company. Um, and that was, that was awful. So I guess just to put it in perspective, if we made a million dollars in sales that year, a million dollars in revenue, I get 30 grand, 30 grand of the million dollars. That's nuts. And I think back like a million dollars in revenue back then was that it was less than two years ago. It was like a year and a half ago. That was like, that would blow my mind away because we were doing maybe 10 or well, we did 15 to 30 K on, on a single drop on a single day every four months. And now we're almost at a million dollars in a year, which is ridiculous to me. I never thought, I didn't even think it was going to come that quick, but regardless, that was dearly made. Um, it was actually a little bit enticing because I didn't know I was still that young kid just starting in business to me, 30 grand a year, sitting back, kind of not really doing much, not bad, but didn't take it. And everybody, even on the sales team, everybody that worked there told me not to do it. And they said, I had something I just need to keep running with, keep learning, keep making those mistakes. Um, but anyways, drop number three, it was March of 2021. Um, yeah, crazy time. I was living by myself in Georgia. I was paying 1250 bucks to rent a one room apartment. And I think right before the drop, this was, this was really the turning point point for me. I had $400 in my bank account. That's it. $400. Um, and I knew rent was just about due for the next month uh, because I think it was near the end of March. And so I was talking to my mom, like a Saturday, like I think it was right before the drop or the Friday before the drop because we always drop on Saturdays. And I was like, I'm, I may need some help here in a little bit. I don't have really any money left because it's all in the business. I had a thousand units, which was more money than I've ever spent on anything. I think it was close to 25 grand. Um, so I was broke. I was literally broke. I had $400 left. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then... The next day, that Saturday, I have a video of it. I love watching this video back. Uh, I was just astounded. Over 500 people on the site at one time. And I think we did over five grand in the first like 35, 40 seconds. It was crazy. And then the next day, I had $55,000 in my account. So going from 400 to 55 grand, that's unbelievable. And that's where my mind really shifted. And I was like, I, I, I need to double down on this. I need to get my ass in gear and I need to keep grinding on this because I had something there. So we did 55K on that one day, sold out, I think in five or six hours of a thousand units. And I, I was just blown away by the support, by what social media did. At this point, zero ads, zero paid anything. It was just my social media presence. Didn't even have athletes at this time. It was just my social media presence on my Instagram, the V1 Instagram, which I still even only had like 6,000 followers on each of those. Um, but my TikTok was, it was just purely TikTok. I made $55,000. That was a turning point for me. So quit my job, I think April, uh, midway through April and moved in with my girlfriend in Michigan cause I ended my lease in Georgia. So I was done with Georgia. It was an okay state, but I was done with the manufacturing. They started to get really, really kind of mad after I denied the deal and my stuff just went downhill. Um, the next launch got super delayed and I thought I had stuff in stock. 
Uh, I thought it would, they were, kept telling me it was going to be done that Monday, that Monday, uh, and then it never got done. So I launched, and this was a big mistake. I recommend it. nobody ever do this. Don't launch before you have stuff in stock. Unless you're doing a pre-order, don't launch unless you have stuff in, stuff in stock. Or it's actually in your hands. Because I believe the sales team. I believe the guy that was handling my account. He kept telling me it's next Monday, next Monday. And so I launched um, that Saturday because I was like, if it ships out Monday, Tuesday, that's still completely fine. People are still going to get it even if it's priority shipping. But it didn't come for, I think, three or four more weeks before they actually finished manufacturing it. And that's where things started to take a little bit of dive. So launch four was suckish. It was a shit show. Um, we did crazy numbers once again, I think like 40, 45,000 on the day and ended up selling out that week, but people never got their stuff for like a month and a half and had a lot of refunds, had a lot of people really disengaged from the brand, which sucks. Uh, and that, that was a big hit on the V1 page, but we bounced back and it, it, it was very cool to see. Um, another mistake that I don't recommend you doing was I used a 3PL. So I used a third party logistics company. I used NutriCap's packing service and they take a lot of money from you, especially in the beginning when you don't have that much product and you can definitely, definitely just either use your house, use your garage, use something like that. That's what I recommend. So, and then at that point, um, that's when I would just get a warehouse. It's a lot cheaper to get a warehouse. You can write the warehouse off on taxes, but using a 3PL, they charge you for storage. They charge you for per pick and pack. So that's two other charges. Um, I charge you for any inclusion. So if you put a sticker in there or a pamphlet or anything, they charge you for that. And then they charge on top of that, their premium shipping, um, which is not cheap. So I was paying every single, after every single drop day, when they shipped everything out, like 15 to probably, I think 17 or 18 grand just in the shipping charges for my 3PL. Um, that sucked again. So I would not recommend that if you're doing more than a thousand, 2000 units a month. Yeah. I'd probably get somebody to pack for you if you don't want to get that, um, employee or warehouse or something like that. I like that because I like the control. I like to add things in. I think it's really cool touch that I, I'm touching every single order, making sure every single order is right. Um, that's huge for me. And I think that control is awesome, especially if you can bring on your own team that is as obsessed as you and wants the company to grow just like you. That's what I recommend. So in the beginning, uh, just ship it out of your house. It, it, I was fine shipping out in my basement and that actually led to a lot more social media presence because I was able to tell that story. I was able to have the stuff in my hand and tell people that I was shipping it out personally. That really touches a lot of people as well. So do that. Don't make the mistake I did. So after the fourth launch, we went downhill a little bit. Uh, we, we were brought back strong. I quit. I quit NutriCap working there. I quit them as a manufacturer. I stopped working with them. I moved across the street and there was another manufacturer that treated me very well. Um, we kind of blew up once again from there. I did the V1X, which is a crazy high stim that caught traction a little bit slow. We sold, I think, a thousand units. I want to say within a matter of three weeks. So we launched V1X by itself, two different flavors, a thousand units sold out. I want to say three weeks, but the next time we launched it, that it just went so quick. And on that, I think we ended up selling four or 5,000 units uh, in the last three months of the year, which is ridiculous. So first every year we closed out awesome. We had only done, I think a hundred grand up until uh, October. In October, November, December, we finished with over 200 grand, which was 
ridiculous because we had back to back to back launches and we even did black friday did a couple sales there we finished out with 300 grand the first year that was not bad in sales uh profit wise i think we did 80 or 90k which is still once again not bad but just to see ourselves finish out that strong 200k in three months that really set my mind once again that i need to really double down on this so right after that got a warehouse moved down to texas started taking things in my own hand hard to uh videographer tell the story even more social media presence crept, kept kept growing i was up to 400 some k on tiktok started taking instagram really seriously just recently and i'm up to 90k on there almost at half a million now i guess on tiktok but it just goes to show um all the mistakes that i made are were necessary I don't think if I if I would have taken that deal with everybody, I, I, I would not be in the place I am today. Um, if I would not would have risked everything and only had $400 in my bank account, I would not be in the place I am today. Um, and if I wouldn't have made those mistakes of um, not having product in hand before I launched it, I probably have a lot more consumers. Well, I probably still wouldn't be in the position I am today because I would have made the mistake probably again and again and again. Um, it's tough. Having to deal with manufacturers is tough. Having an actual consumable product is tough. Um, the customer support is ridiculous. Now that I'm getting numbers um, as far as units sold per day, per month, per uh, year, you need a consumer, um, a customer service person. It's, it's, it's definitely necessary. But all the mistakes are gonna, are gonna happen. You're gonna make mistakes. But the number one thing that I would suggest if you are wanting to create your own supplement company is to find a good manufacturer that is key find somebody that you resonate with find somebody that um, you can talk to if they're doing having a problem you talk to them they respond respectfully and take accountability for their stuff we've had a couple runs recently um our v1 2.0 darkberry and lemon lime i guess clumped like crazy it was like they almost didn't put any silicate or anything in there um it was nuts and at a certain point, we just stopped selling it. And I think we ended up having three or 400 units just in our warehouse clumped. Like you would shake it and it wouldn't move whatsoever. So we talked to our manufacturer at the time. It was our first, it was actually our first run with a new manufacturer in Texas. Um, they took accountability for it. They apologized. They tried to rerun it. It didn't work. Um, and then they took accountability for it. Those 3,000 units, they're helping us out with it. And that, that's what you want in a manufacturer. They can make mistakes. You can make mistakes. But if you got to own up to it, together and you work it out together respectfully that's that's key that is number one key is having that relationship with your manufacturer so to kind of summarize how you start your own supplement brand number one you need an llc and an idea so i guess we'll have idea first you need an idea of the product the formulation your target audience what makes your brand different you need that one thing that's going to make your brand different why should people buy it you need that why as well what's going to make it different why should people buy it? After that, you need an LLC and a business bank account. Very easy to do. You go to zenbusiness.com. I think it's a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks to get your business, all the documents you need, um, your EIN number, it, everything is perfect. Same thing with like, you just go to Chase Business and you walk into a Chase place and get a business bank account fairly easily. After that, that's when you reach out to manufacturers. You can, I mean, you can do this all continuously, but reach out to manufacturers, cold email them, figure out what they can do. Do you want to do capsule? Do you want to do powder? Can they do protein? Not all of them do every single thing, especially liquids if you're looking for like a energy shot or L-carnitone, even energy drink. A lot of these manufacturers are specialized in each product. So you usually have ones that do capsules and powders. That's the most common. Ones that do protein capsules and powders are very, they're less. 
in the space. And the one that do everything and energy drinks, there really aren't that many out there. It's really gonna be energy drink, liquids, or the powders. Um, find your manufacturer, see if they can do what you do. Do they align with you? Um, what are their protocols for certain things? Ask them a bunch of questions, then you get quotes. Compare quotes between everybody else. A lot of times I've found, I think I've gone through six manufacturers now, you kinda have to pick and choose what you like. So not everybody's gonna be the best at everything. Not everybody's gonna have the lowest price, not everybody's gonna have the quickest lead times, not everybody's gonna have the, the greatest quality, the ingredient sourcing. You have to pick which ones you want and be okay with sacrificing the ones you don't like. That's just how it's gonna be. Um, what ones are most important with you and you have to figure that out. After you find your manufacturer, you get your quotes, it's that 50% deposit down. Uh, make sure you have enough to pay the second 50% and then you get started on your labels. Find a professional label designer and the good ones are gonna know between matte finish, gloss finish, soft touch, raised varnish, all that good stuff that you really want on there as well as the weight, the supplement facts panel, um, everything you really have to put on there and have to put on there correctly, you're gonna want a professional designer for that. Um, from there, once you get everything designed, you got the bottles you want, you got the lids you want, um, even on the capsules you can choose what color you want them. So I think we did white and, I don't know, we did all purple on these ones, which is kinda cool. Um, but then you can choose between gelatin and veggie. Gelatin, um, usually people don't like more, but there's better color options, veggies to clear capsule. There's a lot of different things you choose from. And that's the fun part. And you go into sampling after that, after everything's done, which is a lot of fun and my camera just died. But. Camera's back. Then you go to sampling. So sampling is fairly easy. It's gonna take two, three weeks. After that, everything is ready to go and that's when manufacturing actually starts. So it takes a while, 12 weeks. It really doesn't take 12 weeks to actually manufacture your product, but it'll take 12 weeks from the time the years in the queue. After that, pay your second 50% deposit and everything should ship out and be totally fine. You're gonna have a couple that are damaged. You can reach back out and say, I'd like a refund for these damaged ones. That's how it works. And if you have a good manufacturer, once again, you have that good relationship, like I'm saying, they'll respect that. They'll reimburse you for those couple units that are damaged. Um, but then you get to marketing. Marketing is fairly easy if you tell the story. So you need to start from the very beginning, especially if you're doing a supplement brand, this is how you get your why and your one thing different across your consumers. You need to figure that out. I figured it out very early and started just pushing it as much as I possibly could. Number one, it was our fully disclosed label. And number two, I think a lot of people, the really the whole reason I made the period and started a supplement brand, I wanted something low stim. Something that was 200 milligrams of caffeine or less, and that was it. But it was loaded with pump and focused ingredients. Not everybody seems to come, be coming out with that. And I feel like I kind of made that a trend. There was nothing out there like that before I started V1. And that was, I think, a key to our growth. I think a lot of people like that were like me. They wanted that low stem, but still a high pump and high focus without having to, I guess, supplement with another product like a non-stem pump workout. They wanted a non-stem, but it had a little bit of caffeine in there. That's it, that's all you need. And I think this, I was the same way when I started, that super high stem feel is awesome, but it's not that great multiple times every single week, especially cardiovascular wise. It just doesn't make you feel good after a while. So that's where V1 was invented and you need to figure out that number one, why you're doing it, get that across to your consumers. They will want to buy into the why and then what it makes your product different. That's once again, what people want to buy into. It really doesn't matter. The most successful brands, once again, you, you want an Apple phone, not because it's the most technologically advanced. It's one of the best. 
it's because you get aligned with those other people that do have an Apple iPhone. It makes you seem like you're aligned with those type of people, those type of values, that high-esque feel of having the brand new iPhone. That's why you want to buy into it, not because it's the most advanced phone. It's not. Same thing with your product. You want people to buy into your values, the reason you made the product. And that's why telling the story is so important. I got a brand new, I guess I don't have it over there. A brand new V1 Pro chocolate chip banana bread. It's grandma's chocolate chip banana bread. I'm telling a story of why I created the product. I created the product because my grandma made the best chocolate chip banana bread my entire life. When I was the youngest, I can remember what, probably three, four years old. I was having it every single time I went over to her house. That smell, that feel of just having a warm banana bread, unbelievable. And I created a protein flavor based off her. I flew down, spent how much money to fly down for a day, fly back the next day, just tell that story, get in front of her, surprise her and everything. And that video blew up. I think we have 7,000 likes on Instagram, I think 70,000 views. Um, and then TikTok's kind of the same thing, four or 5,000 likes with I think 45,000 views. So over 100,000 people saw that, cared about it, over 10,000 people liked it. And we only have 500 units. And all these people are buying into it um, because they know the reason why and behind the actual product. They know why I created this product. They know it actually means something to me. And it can connect with them and their grandmas. They're, like, I can almost guarantee every single person out there had a grandma and every single person. A lot of people aren't lucky enough to have a grandma. But their grandma created something as far as, it's probably a savory food, it might be a baked item. Their grandma had something to where you distinctly remember that smell. And we're working off of that angle to where when you look at the V1 Pro chocolate chip granada bread with my grandma on it, you think of your grandma and that nostalgic feel people love and they want that. So that was kind of our marketing strategy for that one. That's what you have to do almost with every single product and especially when you start, tell that story, have that number one thing that not many other brands have and you do the best you can. That's what's gonna make the difference. So I kind of rambled there. It was a little bit of rambling. I'll have more structure in the next ones, especially now I got this dope setup. Um, but yeah. Don't make mistakes I did. I didn't make a ton, but a lot of them cost me a lot of money. Yeah. Be the best you can be if you want to start something brand. I have a better video in the past, but this one kind of went over my whole thing. We'll be coming back out, back out with them. So you know what you put in, so put in 110%.